just practice once before we record. Funa Yure. Funa Yure. Funa Yure. Funa Yure. Oh, Funa. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sick. Welcome to Internet Killed, the video store, the podcast. We are here with Funa Yure, local uh, Fort Wayne synth duo, talking about their new album, Not Forever But For Now. Welcome, guys. Hello, thank you. Hello. You guys have been doing this for a couple years now. Your project before this, Sea Mountains, that was kind of like your pet project for a long time, right? Yeah, that was just like a solo thing I started in college. Um, I played with a full band for a little while. And like as soon as that project ended is when Rob and I started Funiyuri. So it worked out pretty well. You, I think we had a song done. And then you did your last show with Sea Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My old band played with his old band. Oh, nice. What was <laughs> your old band? band? Had a baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I was in a group called Blue Wave, Blue uh, which Wave. was also very synthy. Okay. Uh, we did three albums. We were together from 2016 to 19. Uh, no, until 2020. It was, uh, I mean, the, the lockdown is what really was the sort of death nail for that group so had you guys written and started recording this before the lockdown hit it was just before um loner was the first song we wrote for this record and the the vocals were recorded in march i know exactly it was in march and then uh i think we got sex tape done and that's when lockdown happened and there was sort of a, a long period of inactivity it feels like with synth and electronic music, it's a little more conducive to collaborating in the conditions. Did you guys find that with file sharing or was it still pretty hard to collaborate and write the way you guys had become accustomed to? Uh, well, the first album we did in nine months and every song we did, we kept, there were no scraps of any kind. Whereas this time I felt like I really just had to get a bunch of just the garbage out of my system. and. Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah, we, we, we've got a Google Drive account that we use and we just send each other ideas. Uh, sometimes she'll start a song and uh, I'll develop it from there. And uh, in fact, a lot of my favorite songs have started that way. And so when you're developing a song, are you thinking more instrumentally or vocally when you start? Um, for me, I always like keep track of any lyric ideas that I have. And if I don't have a song that really works with them, I just write them down and save them for when we do, uh, you know, finish an instrumental that they work with. He normally will start the ideas and send me like, you know, 30, 45 second long, like little ideas. And then from there, I can kind of pick and choose which ones that most resonate with me. And then I'll focus on that. So it's kind of both. I don't know, in some cases I have developed almost like full sets of lyrics without instrumentation behind it, but then it's way harder to write music around that. So it's easier to have at least like a base idea going to have you know some kind of skeleton to add to. How do you take it when he sends you music and you don't like it? Does that ever occur where you're just like, I uh, don't like this? I don't think that, I don't, she's not told me. It happened me one time <laughs> that, that I sent him a song that I started, actually like finished, did the whole thing. And it just didn't work with our sound. Um, it was just like something that I just did but I think we have a pretty good, honest relationship with each other where if it's something that like I'm not feeling, I can just tell him that and same with him. So obviously I think I personally worry about hurting his feelings if, if I don't personally like something, but it hasn't really yeah. been a case where I straight up just don't like something. Usually what happens if it's something I wrote, I usually dislike it before 
and, and just say like, hey, I want to scrap this one. I'm just not feeling it. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And that even starts anything uh, on it or she might have some lyrics but I'm just like I nah, not be on this one I think there were like at least one or two cases where he started something and he was like I don't even like this but then I was like <laughs> well I do and we put lyrics yeah. over it and then we end up really liking it yeah it's always hard to tell somebody when you're in a band that hey man this kind of sucks or like I'm not feeling this at all or we were in a band together for like <laughs> 15 years and there was a lot of shit I showed Ryan and he just like he was like yeah we'll play that next time and we never played the next time <laughs> Well, it's especially because you guys were bandmates before Friends, I take it. Or were you guys uh, familiar with each other before I mean, we started damn. playing? We were we were friends before. Oh, okay. We weren't really that close. I mean, we went to lunch a lot like because uh, we worked together. Right. But I think that like making music together really like strengthened our friendship. Yeah. And I don't know if we would be as good of friends as we are now if it hadn't been for making music together. I thought you had something. No, no. <laughs> That's awesome. That's wholesome. I like that. So do you feel like the second record you guys have grown as a band? It feels like there's a lot more confidence and assurance in the songwriting process. Do you guys feel that when you're making things now together? For sure. I, I think so, at least. Um, like he said on our first album, there were none that we got rid of. And it was almost like a detriment to us. And I think also because of how quickly we, we recorded it, we weren't really thinking of like, at least I personally wasn't thinking of like, am I going to like this in six months? And the one advantage we had to really taking our time with this album is that every single track that we did put on the album, I feel so good and confident about. And there's almost nothing that I would go back and change. So I think we just got more comfortable with each other's styles. We were able to work together more confidently. And it was just a more cohesive project this time around. How have you guys gone about getting your, uh, your name out there? I know you guys were just on the radio earlier, but... How do you guys go about putting yourself on platforms, playing shows? Do you guys plan on playing outside of Indiana? We're actually really bad at putting ourselves out there. Really? Uh, this has been the most like well-received project I've ever done, but we, we, or I certainly suck at, you know, just putting it out there and, you know, playing shows outside of Indiana. I mean, we both have day jobs and that would totally be, yeah, we would definitely do that. Obviously right now things are just still a little weird, but, uh, you know, with COVID and everything, but I just, I would like to, uh, gigging is like priority number one for me. I, I want to get this out there and just play as many shows as we can. And I, I'm already thinking about what we'll do next in the studio, but I think we're definitely in gig mode now. Okay. Um, we've got, we, we completely neglect our Twitter and <laughs> like big news and show dates will go on Facebook. Instagram's where we're most active. Um, I just, I almost wish we had someone who would just do this for us. <laughs> there are a lot of bands that do that, even like DIY now. They have their own press or PR people that handle all this stuff just because it's so much to undertake. It's kind of nuts. I just don't want to pay them. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I also <laughs> noticed, so did you guys run into a snafu getting stuff onto uh, Spotify and iTunes? Not necessarily a snafu. It just, the distributor we went, we went through uh, is fine. But iTunes and Spotify have this sort of random manual review process. And it's like, hey, this might go through this process and take longer to actually go live. I've uploaded a lot of albums to iTunes and Spotify and all that. Every one of them has gone through that process. Yeah. So it just makes it really hard to set a release date. Now, if you're a record label, you have an account with, with iTunes and Apple Music and Spotify. You They have accounts, they log in, they upload it, and it's live the next day. Us, 
mere mortals don't have that ability. <laughs> right. So. It's this weird kind of gatekeeping process, and it's like you can either you have to go through a label, or they have all these third-party services where you pay them a fee to upload your music for you. You know, all things considered, it's still really cool the fact that you know right. anyone in the world can buy. You know, I mean, I remember CDs and everything, and I, I remember cassettes. And as far as I understand, there's just been so much music released in the last year, year and a half, or however long it's been now, and that has actually been a factor in the amount of time it takes to go live. So Mandy, you said something about stockpiling lyrics. Do you kind of have a stockpile of synth sounds that you're saving for next songs, or we build around an instrument, or just kind of pocket it? How do you go about building your songs? Rob probably does. I stockpile the lyrics, he probably stockpiles the sounds. Yeah. So we already have a bunch of like unfinished ideas from Not Forever But For Now that we're like, let's just like save this for the next one. Yeah, there might be a couple salvageable ones from yeah. that. Like I hear the, the drum clap and All To You and I'm like, that's a great fucking snare. He, he was hanging on to that <laughs> one, that was good. <laughs> that, that was another example, an abnormal source of inspiration. Um, Miss You Much by Janet Jackson came on the radio, and that was produced by uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And, you know, if you like that kind of drum sound, those are your guys. Definitely had that early 90s feel. I, I wanted to do something that sounded like that, and the, the absolute key was finding that, that drum sound. Once I got that, um, the chord progression is something I wrote back with Blue Wave that was never used. It was just a scrap that I didn't hear, and it, I don't know if the other guys even heard it, but... Uh, <laughs> Those, that chord progression came from something from like 2017. <laughs> There's awesome. old in the stockpile. What are kind of your guys' biggest influences? Probably a broad question, but... For me, oh my God. I really like... I do. It is a pretty wide assortment. I'm a huge 80s music fan. Like Soft Cell, Eurythmics. Also like getting into later, you know, like 90s type of stuff, like Cocteau Twins and things like that. Um, but... More recent stuff, I love Beach House, um, and then I also like uh, like a bunch of like R and B, like pop type of artists. So like uh, Abra or Caliuchus, those are probably my biggest influences right now, at least. Yeah, I, I know everyone says this, but my music taste is really just all over the place. Uh, <laughs> I was just listening to uh, Augustus Pablo before we did this, and it's like old school dub reggae. <laughs> gotcha. But um. I hope I don't die one day and someone just goes through my computer and my phone and looks at my music library. <laughs> What's something uh, you hate? Pretty much rock, anything rock radio from the last 15 to 20 years. Just, you know, they call it butt rock, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ben's familiar. I don't understand how a lot of this oh going. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Imagine Dragons, I'll immediately <laughs> shut off the radio. Okay, that's fine. Um, oh, if you want to get me to talk about things I, I, I hate, I'm really good at that. <laughs> um, and just the whole, uh, I, I don't know what you would call it. They call it stomp, clap, hey. Oh my God. So, blue <laughs> ears. Uh, <laughs> I'm also really tired of the whole black keys. This is more of a production style, but the whole black keys and uh, white stripes, just that it sounds like the entire mix was run through a fuzz pedal. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's really dirty and, and garagey. And it, it's cool if you're Jack White, but. There's just a lot of that happening, and uh, I don't know. It's I think it's just kind of played out. But says the guy who's doing stuff with sounds from 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a big influence, obviously, in the whole synth world is movie soundtracks. And since we do a lot of movies 
figured we'd ask you, do you have any big composers you like from movie scores, like John Carpenter or Tangerine Dream? You know, I like all those, but I, I don't know that they've ever influenced me. The, the opening track on our first album, uh, Liminal, the song in the album called Liminal, uh, that was inspired by, a, I mean, it's if you listen to it, it's pretty obvious, but um, it's a old, it's an early 2000s French horror film called uh, High Tension. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, the movie was like, it was okay. The ending was horrible. It, yeah. that, it ruined the whole thing. But <laughs> the soundtrack, if you go back and listen, is really interesting. The, the guy, um, it's a French name, but I can't really pronounce. But that was a really interesting just soundtrack for a horror film. Yeah. And I'm a big Silent Hill fan, so I like, you know, just soundtracks that are different in the horror genre. Uh, yeah. Akira Yamaoka is a huge influence on me. I don't know that that's come through much, and actually it did. Uh, the track Sex Tape on the new album, uh, if you've ever played Silent Hill 1, there's a, uh, <laughs> you start off like in this cafe, and there's just cool music playing, and uh, I definitely took some cues from that for the track Sex Tape. Oh, that's awesome. Nice, dude. <laughs> you guys have any favorite local bands? Oh, who did I just see? I like- Burial Party. Uh, Cloud- um, Cloudmaker. Cloudmaker, yeah. yeah. Florets. I guess I'm pretty out of touch with the, the local scene. <laughs> yeah, I think I am too. I don't know any of those people. It's yeah. changed a lot the last two years. Any local uh, artists you're sick of, you're just done with them. <laughs> this is turning negative all of a sudden. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, maybe. That's not a very grown-up question, is it? <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> all right. We'll skip that. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Ben's dog's trying to break in here. Sorry. <laughs> so the album feels really personal and emotional. Does that impact playing it live? Or sometimes you're like, I just don't really want to sing that song tonight or I don't want to go there yes. mentally. There's, yeah. a, there's a couple songs from our first album that I just like flat out do not ever want to play again. Pretty much just out of spite yeah. <laughs> and being petty. Um, but it is like really hard because like obviously when we're writing songs and when I'm writing lyrics, I'm not thinking about like, oh, people are going to you know hear this. <laughs> and then I like get up there and we're singing songs and like, almost everyone knows exactly like who and what I'm talking about. And it's really awkward for me, especially when you like look out and it's a crowd of people just like standing there, like with their arms crossed or like whatever. And I'm like, Oh my God, they hate me. <laughs> so yeah. that gets my head pretty easy, but. Have you ever had anyone confront you and be like, Hey, is this song about so-and-so or what's going on with that? No, I try to keep it vague enough to where if it is a case like that, they can't, they'll never be able to know for sure. You can just yeah. say that. Like, well. Yeah, and then, and then there's some cases, especially on this album, there's a couple that are extremely obvious. My ex's name is in one of the titles. Okay. But in this case, I think she's more like probably going around like, there's a song about me on Spotify, <laughs> you know? <laughs> the final stretch of the album is great. I love Autumn Leaves. That whole like final four tracks are phenomenal, and I'm a sucker for a good ending. So that definitely won me over. And it kind of gets more dark, sinister at the end. Is that kind of a preview of where you guys want to take your sound? Or have you thought that far ahead? I have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's um, always the end of the album. I try not to overthink it because I want it to be sort of organic. And I don't, I don't think of a sound usually as a whole album. But I like that, especially compared to our first album, this album has a lot more variety in the tracks. And I don't want to abandon the 80s vibes because uh, we are pretty good at that by you say so myself but branching out here and there i would actually like to do um you know referencing silent hill again or portis had um, i think it'd be cool to just do sneak in kind of a trip hop type track 
and I've been really getting into sort of 80s industrial, so Front 242, Skinny Puppy, um, Frontline Assembly, stuff like that, just sort of that dirty, hard-hitting, like 80s industrial. Kind of got free, that. Free Trent Reznor or, you know, around that time, so. Right, the uh, more aggressive Depeche Mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely got, I think there's a break beat on that last track that really made me smile. I like that. Uh, so, speaking of Depeche Mode, there's a, there's a, there's definitely a Depeche Mode influence in that song, so. Good, good. That's probably my number two favorite band, if it, it changes from time to time, but number two is pretty much always Depeche Mode, so. <laughs> so who's number one? The Cure. Have you gotten to see either of them live? Um, Depeche Mode, I've seen them perform live, and I've met Martin Gore on two or three occasions. Oh, uh, wow. Super. Uh, the Cure, I, I, I need to, and I'm realizing now that they are much nearer the end than the beginning. And if they tour again, it's going to be last time. So wherever they play, we're going to swipe the credit card and make it happen. <laughs> Did you hear the uh, Church's song that Robert Smith was on? Yeah, yeah. I like that a yeah, lot. Yeah, total. In the Gorillas one, uh, Damon Albarn from Gorillas, huge influence on me. Yeah. Um, and seeing them too, and then they played live. They had Peter Hook with from um, uh, New Order. It's just mind blowing seeing them all on stage. Oh yeah. Do you listen to your own music, or once you're done with it, you kind of want to move on? Oh, unless you, oh yeah. You do. <laughs> What's okay. the point? Listen to it. You know, that's how I feel. I I've always like uh, wanted to make. The type of music that i would want to listen to right and i'm like also just like so proud of everything that we've written especially this album so i love to i love to listen to my own music i don't know where that stigma comes from yeah. but yeah if you're listening to your own I don't stuff either. people <laughs> like what's the point of making it then? you know yeah. it's like i mean i understand for maybe like actors that don't watch their own movies but like I don't, like why else are you making music i guess i don't know and if you're not listening to your own music how are you ever supposed to improve too you can't you know sit there and be like oh i could do this better or that better or whatever but how are you going to make those changes if you don't even know what you're looking for so what's your ideal concert experience for people going to your shows uh i obviously never expect any kind of reaction from people uh, because you know we don't make music for other people it's the point is to just make it you know but anytime that's why we're bad at promoting it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anytime somebody just like either like resonates or can relate to it i always think that that's really really cool feels like there's a give and take relationship where a lot of artists are making it for their own satisfaction and their own creative drive do you have anything that weighs in from exterior like you're getting a lot of good reception you said to this project does that weigh into what you do next or it's just full steam ahead. I think we just kind of go on our own. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you don't, don't like it, I mean, I, <laughs> I just don't care. You can't make everyone happy. And I, I think you just, Yeah. I think it's really detrimental to think that way. Um, I know some people who, not necessarily in music, but, you know, and just art in general, who really overthink how their art is seen by others to the point where, it, you know, it inhibits them from actually doing it in the first place. So I think focusing... And that can be your downfall sometimes. Yeah. Now live, it's totally different. If they're just a bunch of zombies out there, it, it is hard to. In fact, I've been saying I, I think we need to put some effort into being a little bit more active on stage, which is hard when you're an electronic group. But we have to bring the heat. We're the entertainers, and ideally, they will reciprocate. And once that happens, it's 
Uh, there's just there's not a better feeling. You guys practice stage banner? Or that's all just. I like just don't like talking in between songs. Cause yeah. Sometimes I think it just like kind of takes away from the experience of it. And when I used to play with a band that had like a drummer and everything, they would always yell at me like, "No, we need like I need a thirty second break." And I'm like, "Okay, well, what am I supposed to talk about?" <laughs> you know, besides like, what "Hey you guys," you know. I'm also just not good at stage banter. I think the last time I really tried, I just kept talking about how I really needed to pee. And people were like, well, then just go, just go. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> like, I'm in the middle of something here. <laughs> Mid song. Yeah. <laughs> so I also have to ask, because you're a Kanye fan, at least in the past, right? What did you think of Donda? I really pretty much stopped listening to him um, when he put out the Jesus is God album. And then he just started doing a bunch of stuff where it's like, man, I can't defend any of this anymore. Yeah. No, for and sure. then, you know. It's like listening party and bringing out like Marilyn Manson and yeah. debate and everything. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> so I really just didn't give it much of a listen. I think I listened to like three songs off of it and it's like, okay, I get it. And then just like turned it off. Like I really just, it's just not there for me anymore. I've seen him perform live and he's, I, I still think he's a really talented performer and producer. I don't know. It's just not something I go out of my way to listen to anymore. Yeah. So our Kanye cover is no longer in the set oh no that's definitely still in the set. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it feels more and more there's that separating art from the artist yeah it's hard to separate art from artists when everything is so publicized as well you know yeah it's kind of weird like i wonder what prince's twitter would have been like or like you know you don't even know about some of these people <laughs> yeah you would have been snapchatting out some crazy shit i'm sure oh my god <laughs> For sure. I think I think Prince would just sort of uh, bitch about the music industry because he was he, he was really critical of it, and I think that's probably what he would tweet about most is just you know this law is stupid and you know this right that kind of thing. It's kind of odd the way that they've been trickling everything out of the vault. Where I think mm -hmm. he's had like two or three posthumous albums now of unreleased material, and it's I don't know. Yeah, I I'm not a fan of posthumous albums because like for me personally, if music that I did not personally put out myself was released after I died without me being able to you know, give it the final okay, I would be pissed. And a lot of times it just really seems like a money grabbing scheme from either the label or sometimes even families who were not really supportive when they were alive, but now they're like, oh, here's an opportunity to you know get some more money out of it. And also like the timing of it can be just really disrespectful in my opinion, when this comes out like, you know, just like a month after they've died. And it's, you know, a lot of it's just like uh, edited together to just make it work. And it's like, there's a reason why this wasn't released. Yeah, especially somebody a perfectionist like Prince or even like we were talking Kanye, I'm sure he's got so many unreleased albums. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they're actually good. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it. Unless there's anything else you guys want to plug or tell us about. No? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Well, I appreciate it, guys. All right. Thanks so much for Thank having, you for having us. us. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks all. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> got it? That's you, my friend. Oh, me? <laughs> you got it in the Skype. Do you want to keep going now? Yeah, I guess we can. So, <laughs> went well. That was our first interview. It was with anybody via Zoom or anything. We'll see how it sounds later. Are you excited? I am excited. I feel like you got mad at me when I asked that one question. <laughs> well, yeah, you're kind of like, hey, you want to shit on anyone local? That's <laughs> a fucking joke. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
You didn't sound like a joke. Oh my! I mean, we were asking him. Um, his, I mean, if you're gonna shit on Imagine Dragons, okay, you're not gonna just because they don't live in your zip code makes it okay. You just took it personally. You fucking well, Imagine of Dragons fan. I know. So, did you listen to any new music this week? My phone's always dead after work, and that's where I listen to music. I don't listen to it in the morning because I'm too busy, like. Doing stupid shit on my phone when I first wake up, and you're gonna have to buckle my down. Breakfast. I do buckle this down. This is a music podcast. Oh, <laughs> you gotta listen to music. That's... I see what you're saying now. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean now. your breakfast routine. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna record this. We gotta have. Did you listen to the new Turnstile? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I I was. I think I heard half their album through their ads on my Instagram. Yeah, so. it was kind of wild. It's a little uh, refused ish. Where they're That's doing what you a lot said. of samples and I haven't listened to enough reviews to even So any movie recommendations? We're going right to the end? <laughs> we already been on for like Well, I did want to ask you one thing because okay. last time you made fun of me because I said Spider Man two is the best Marvel movie. Yeah. And I said you need to come up with your top five Marvel movies. Did you come up with anything? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Number five. Number five. Number five. Unless you want to start at one for some reason. I don't Let me bring them up. I even sent you a link. Did you even? <laughs> Here we go. Here's a list of all the Marvel movies there's oh ever been. Oh, my God. 1944, Captain America was the first. <laughs> Probably not that one. Howard the Duck, Blade, X-Men. Take a minute. We'll cut this out. The Avengers in de- descending order. That's your top five? Yes. <laughs> I like them all more than any standalone superhero movie. But you're already wrong. The second Avengers was worse than the first one. Age of Ultron. With Ultron and the Hulkbuster. You didn't like Ultron? Not better than the first one. That's when Jarvis is born, though. I thought Ultron was a a really cool villain. He's a cool villain, but the movie was kind of sleepy. Really? I liked it. Wait, there's not even five Avengers movies. I just realized. (laughs) You gotta gotta throw something else in there. All right, so... You're just gonna steal off my list. I see you staring. (laughs) It's definitely not Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 is number one. I'm gonna do Iron Man, Logan, Black Panther... Infinity War and Endgame. I like that. I just love the... There's so much epicness involved in the Avengers. Like, the whole series coming to an end. It's hard to do that with the standalone movie. I think Black Panther is a better standalone movie, given the context and everything the Marvel Universe was through, like, in that Avengers time period. It's just so epic to me. I love it. I mean, I tried to make a list of just comic book movies, and my top ten doesn't have a Marvel movie in it. I'm going every Batman before any Marvel. No shit. Every yeah. Batman? Well, not every. I, I'll give you and Batman Kimmer and Robin. fucking sucked. Yeah. He still wasn't as bad as George Clooney. George Clooney. I've never seen that one. was the worst. He didn't kill me. I'm excited for Robert Pattinson. Yeah. I'm really excited. I think he's going to be good. It looks good. I saw that trailer with what? the fucking Nirvana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, <laughs> dude, yes, that remix of... Uh, that was really good. I really liked the, the mix they did on that, too. It yeah. was really cool. I saw a really terrible version of that i don't remember what movie it was but it was one is the loneliest number and they tried to make it really slow and sad and it was it was terrible that's been overdone to death like the say my name with Candyman. did you like that it was really good until the ending the ending was just so heavy-handed it ruined it for me like the photography the music it was all there i was so ready for it and then the ending is just like what the yeah fucked it for you yeah all right what else we got in there uh you gonna ask me about donda did you listen to it? Nope. It's a, the, yeah, there's no need. I mean, are you going to? Are I you, want to. Are you interested? I am, but, man, is it gospel? It's not as gospel as the one before this, but he does censor all the features when they swear. 
<laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, man. And the first 50 seconds of the record is somebody just saying Donda over and over again. It feels like what you, do you like, think? Because you was have... like you stumbled across like somebody's notebook. Like it's not finished. <laughs> like it's just a sketch pad of unfinished ideas. That's kind of cool though, in a sense. Because <laughs> kind of his I mean, other shit's been so overdone in the past. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. For all the hype he had around this, like I thought there was going to be something more to it. Like he hypes up everything he does, though. Right, he does. Life of Pablo, Jesus. But it doesn't feel like you even hear from Kanye until like 14 tracks in. Oh yeah, it's a 27 track album, by the way. I don't know. If oh my god, <laughs> I didn't know that. Hour and 48 minutes. Okay, wow. And yeah, that's a lot. Well, and the last four songs are different versions of other songs on the record. Wait, say that one more time. Did I hear you right? <laughs> yeah, the last four songs on the album are different versions of songs that were previously in the album. It's just like he got different people to feature on it. That's so really I'm silly. You need to, as an artist and as a producer and whoever was producing, you need to figure out what fucking version you want. I get that you probably like them both for separate reasons, but I feel like it's your responsibility to figure out what works most in this album. It's just like he's reaching out in every direction, like... I want to be a fucking politician. I want to be a fashion designer. I want to have Jay-Z and DaBaby and all these people on the same song, even though there's not room. We'll just release the same song twice. It's just like, focus. You got to sit down, man. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, he does. But I think he. the thing is, he wants all those things. Like He does. I mean, he's. I think he's, he's can't manic. can't tell him nothing. That's a negative connotation attached to it, but I don't think of it in that way. I think he's just like, he's very high. He's like, has these very high highs and... He wants to conquer the world. He's a workaholic. I mean, yep. that was the whole Through the Wire song on his demo where he flipped his car, staying up all night, trying to record his first record, and recorded the last verses with a fucking wire through his jaw. Oh, my God. And people say it now. like they'll Before he got divorced, they'd see him out to dinner with Kim, and he'd be literally just falling asleep at the dinner table. Oh, no shit. <laughs> he records a song a day. Like, yeah. You see she was there. I think I heard something about that because that was part of the reason he went back and re-recorded stuff and delayed it. I think I mean it was supposed to come out. The first ad was during the NBA Finals and it just came out. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly there was some weird thing where Drake was going to try and scoop in and release his album the same day because they're still pissed at each other. Did you hear anything about that? I had no idea they were even pissed at each other. Yeah. That's lame as shit. Yeah. Two of the most successful. Guys in the game are pissed at each other. Apparently, a bunch of Drake fans went and vandalized Kanye's childhood home in Chicago. Oh, my God. It's, it's real. That's so stupid. It's worse than Vin Diesel. And That's so strange. Like, these the guys rock. are never going to give a shit about you, and you're going to go induce violence on their behalf? It's odd. I mean, it's it really is, like, cult-like. The people that... I mean, can you imagine anyone else... It's like the Trumpers. ...selling out a fucking football arena to play you an album that hasn't been released yet that's, yeah that's fucking weird that's wild that's called blindly following and it's the third time he's done it <laughs> like if i don't know what somebody's gonna release and i just go i mean i fuck i'd probably do that with one of my favorite bands he's been Not at hours this point. late so do you got any recommendations this week dude i just watched godless it's super old i feel like all my recommendations are gonna be shit that's been out for a while mine's old this week too so that's I, fine i can't say anything is it a movie or a tv show i've never TV heard of this show this guy turns on his his old West gang crew, tries to be a better person. These guys are pretty much little pieces of shit. It's based on a true story. Okay. Um, and I just watched War Dogs for the first time with Jonah Hill and that dude from Whiplash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually really liked it. That's based on a Did true you? story, too. I like Miles Teller. He's really good. Yes, he's super fucking good. I feel yeah. like he's kind of fell off, though. 
He's uh he's in the new Top Gun movie, but you're not gonna see it till next May. Damn. <laughs> is he Maverick? I think he's his son, maybe. I don't know. I oh, just watched so... I just watched Top Gun for the first time like two months ago. <laughs> I'd never What'd seen you think? it. Uh yeah. I wouldn't say it's Tom Cruise's best. What is Tom Cruise's best? Magnolia. Or Born on the Fourth of July. Those are probably my two favorites. I like the Mission Impossibles too. Are you into those? They're all right. I feel like the spy movies are also similar. Like everybody yeah. just has their flavor. Like you're either Jason Bourne or James Bond or Mission Impossible. What's that one he does? He damn near does two. But he does there's one he does. Oh, the Jack Reacher. What? <laughs> Jack Reacher. No, 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 not that one. I'm talking about the one where like aliens invade and he relives the same day every day. Oh yeah. Uh Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, Edge yeah, of Tomorrow. That one was really good. That was sick. And then he did one. Yeah. A long time ago where they could see the fucking future. Colin Farrell was in it. They had these like... Oh, Minority Report. Yes, Minority Report, dude. That one's really good, too. I love that one. you have any uh, music recommendations or... Soundtracks. Those TV shows are pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) My recommendation is not Donda. It is uh, (laughs) Navy's Reprise by Navy Blue. It is uh, probably my front runner for hip-hop album of the year. I finally got around to it. It released... Earlier this year, in like May, just hit the streaming services, I think a couple weeks ago, so I finally got to hear that. And then uh, movie-wise, I finally watched Snowpiercer on Netflix. The sh- TV show or the movie? The movie. I've not, I've not seen the, the TV show. The has really good reviews. The movie's good. Did you see Parasite? No. No, I want to really bad. I, I'm going to sound like a piece of shit. Um, subtitles but, yeah. get you? Yeah. Less than here. Snowpiercer, no subtitles. Why would it? Because it's the same director as Parasite. Yeah, but from... Captain America's in it, so I would assume there would have to be. <laughs> that is true. Captain America is in it. There's a lot of famous people. Octavius Chris Spencer's Pratt's in it, in it isn't he? Uh, no, I don't think Chris sure? Pratt's in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Chris Pratt's in it. No, Captain America. Chris Evans is in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where's he from? He's from South Korea. The director. So Parasite, yeah, was the first foreign film to win Best Picture. But Snowpiercer, he did seven years previously. And yeah, it's about... Do you know what it's about? The Train. I've seen episodes of the TV show. Oh, have you? Okay. They, seen so, the, yeah. they did the TV show on TNT. Yeah. It's pretty good. They have... So what's the TV show about? Is it before? Is it on the Snowpiercer? Yeah. Okay. I think it's just drawn out, man. They got really good actors on that. It's uh, one of those shows I see advertised like crazy during the NBA. Yep. It used to be Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Animal Kingdom was huge. Oh. I started watching that because of it, and it's all right. <laughs> it's like SoCal Sopranos. Yeah. But yeah, Snowpiercer's really good. It's kind of a uh, class warfare story where yep. all the poor people have to stay on the back of the train, and Chris Evans leads a revolt to try and get up to the front of the train. And it's really good action movie. It's kind of got the same political, social commentary that Parasite does, but it's a little more of an action movie than, I guess, Parasite was kind of like a pseudo-horror movie, almost like a Jordan Peele horror movie. Um, But yeah, Snowpiercer's awesome. It's on Netflix, streaming now. Navy's Reprise is on Spotify and iTunes, streaming now. I have a suggestion then. What is it? All right, so, oh my God. I got to figure out the name real quick. Oh, The Platform? Yeah, it's called The Platform. Okay. And so, basically, this one guy goes and volunteers to be part of, like, the experiment to go on this platform. It's actually, like, a giant fucking prison, but it goes down, like, dude, I think it's, like, over 200 floors. Nobody knows how far down it goes because nobody's lived to, say, like, the last floor. Yeah. And what happens is there's, like, these chefs, and they make this, like, gourmet fucking huge platter, 
and they start sending it down the middle. So it's these platforms, and it goes down over 200 levels. There's a hole in the middle for this big platter to come down of food, and they everyone has a minute to eat it. But the top like ten floors always eat way more than they need to to survive. <laughs> they just fucking shove their gullets full and like piss on the people below them and shit. And the people below, like if you're on the if you're on like the thirtieth floor, like you're in luck. You just don't have the good shit, but you still have enough to eat. And by the time it gets to like the hundredth floor, like nobody ever has any food. And so this one guy goes in there and he's like, "Why don't we just all like eat what we need?" And they're like, "Are you fucking kidding me? That's not how it works." Like. It's like the top 10% are always taking way more than they need and the bottom of the platform never has anything. So it's, I don't know if you get it, but it's kind of a metaphor. Yeah, I I get it. I get it. I like that. It's super good. What's, it's the platform? Yeah. What's that on? Uh, Netflix. Netflix, right on. All right. So you got, what was the other one? I already forgot. Did Did you forget to? (laughs) Yeah. Let's go back to it and listen. All right. Patriot. Patriot's good. Patriot. We'll get to that. We'll uh, talk about it next episode. Okay. All right. Peace. Peace.